Yes, welcome back. You're with Maddie LeBrand on Silent Rhyme. We have come up to that part of the show where we talk the NBA. We do the Aussies on NBA podcast and usually happens around quarter to eight, eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. Broadcast live from 2NBR 105.9. Okay, so I'm going to press the magic button and hopefully get a hold of the two gentlemen, the NBA Oracle and Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web to talk NBA. Sneaky Pete, are you there? Present. Oh, mate. I've got a new version of Skype, and it's a little different to how it used to be, but, mate, I'm having a crack. How you can you press got? one extra button. That's tough, tough life. Oh, mate. Here he is. Simon's oh, on. And the Oracle's here too. Wow, this is totally different. It's groundbreaking once again yeah. for the Aussies on NBA. Wow. You there, Simon? Gentlemen, how are you? I'm surprised you fronted up. I thought of you this week. Oh, it wasn't easy, Pete. After the Nets, you know, didn't even leave second gear and beating the Celtics. And then, you know, lo and behold, the 76ers jumped to a 16-point lead over the Warriors after those huge statements on last week's Mm. show. I fell for you, man. I saw your reputation as the NBA oracle, like, slipping through your grasps. Yeah, and just as well, I was proven right with the uh, the Warriors one, wasn't I? I was lucky, oh, well, you know. Yeah. Well, the, the 76ers so, can't maintain a, a lead at the best of times, never though, against the I, Warriors. I'll tell you, I believe, tell you what, Pete. I, I believe, Oracle, that Sneaky said they had a chance. He yes. didn't say they were going to win. He said mm. four to one. It was a one in four chance, and he thought they were pretty good odds. And I'm thinking, well, he wasn't crazy. And you know what? Um, didn't MB play well when he came back? Yes, he did. He and in the loss. <laughs> did they lose to? Was it uh, the lowly Timberwolves? Was Timberwolves, it? Timberwolves, yeah. In the and, the the Fowler Palooza. Yeah. Did you watch that game? Poor oh Carl. Poor Cat. Poor Anthony Towns. Mm. Unbelievable. Did you did oh, you watch the game, Michael? Look, I, I only saw bits and pieces of that one. I was uh, you know watching Celtics lose uh, their games and things, you know. So I only caught bits of it. But from what I understand and from what I saw, Embiid was just you know, tearing it up. And um, I said before, I thought that the uh, the Timberwolves are going to be in that mix. They're not going to be one of the bottom feeders. And we saw again in that game that they do have a lot of talent there. So Usually um, Russell just happens to have his yeah. best game of the fucking season. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's really complete. coming on, isn't he? He's playing yeah. well. I'm, I'm well, watching him better, Russell. I like him. Yeah, I think, Matty, you were going to talk a bit about him um, the other week as well, weren't you? Yeah, well, Russell, I was, I was watching him play a game, and I just thought he was um, really leading that team around. He was hitting big shots. Um, Towns was out because uh, he'd been fouled out. It was in that 76ers game. I just thought, well, I think, you know, Russell isn't the type of player that is a penalty puller, foul puller type of player. But under these new rules, he's a he's a gamer, he's a player, he's he's in the battle. And I kind of think these new rules suit him rather than a foul puller. He's actually trying to score. And once yep. he gets his eye in, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Have you seen anything like that, Oracle? Well, with him, um, I guess the knock on him has always been 
he's not very athletic for his position. He can't really drive it and score inside. But what he can do is he can shoot. And NBA loves shooters. And he's a good one. He just doesn't contribute in a lot of other ways usually. But I do like what you said about him directing the team around a bit. Uh, one knock on that, though, is that maybe he's not giving enough ball to the cat and he's taking a little bit too many but I don't know it seems to be working right now doesn't it I don't, I don't oh, know God. Edwards seems to be taking the lion's share he looks uh, to be a the a... star on that team doesn't he yeah he's, he's a bit of a he's now. a bit of a hog yeah. <laughs> he is but you've got a feel for Ty, uh, Tyrese Maxi. like Embiid lost us the game even though he kept us in that game what Embiid was doing that high above the arc anyway and because Embiid's there, one ahead, 31 seconds with a full, basically a, a full shot clock. No, it was half a shot clock. Um, and he's just looking for Embiid. And it's like, Tyrese, mate, we don't mind you having that shot in that situation. What are you going to yeah. give it to Embiid? Is Embiid? Why isn't Embiid in the post anyway? And if Embiid was in the post and he, and he got... Um, you got a turnover trying to get him in the post. Okay, fair enough. But Embiid was past the three-point line. What was, what was the point of that pass? Pete, Pete, it was yeah, just the fact that he was there. Pete, but you know, Embiid, week, one, once just, the game... Sorry, Matt. Yeah, I was going to say, Pete said last week that he was happy for Maxi to take the reins and start making the calls and start leading that team. And obviously, Embiid coming back, well, it's hard for a young player to tell a superstar, the superstar of your team, who plays centre... It's hard to tell him, as a young ball handler, what to do. And it's first game back, I think it was a great sign for them. Like, okay, they lost in the end. It, it was. It was a, that it game was, was a but... great sign for them. Or like, first game, come on. Like, it, this is where it'll pay off in the in the playoffs, Pete. I'm not worried about that. Uh, it's, we're four up twice with a minute to yeah. go and blew it. Uh, and in that situation, we're up. So, so it's not the it's not a winning shot. We should be trying to get to the line, like, and get an end one. Like, he should he should have taken it himself. But, but the fact but, that know, Embiid was superstar, you know, there, yeah, he had to try and pass it to him. And well, Russell, two knew. things, two things though, as you said, Matt, they're gonna the coaches and all that. Like Doc Rivers is gonna talk to the team and say, "Hey, Maxi, that's your shot." Yeah, right? and, and and they'll learn from that and. Like, it's got to come from some of those older heads, you know, to tell yeah, Maxi, you know, you do it. That's the start. And then the other one, too, is, you know that when Embiid's starting to lose a bit of his, you know, conditioning the end of the game, he doesn't like going inside. He likes shooting from the outside. Yeah, he's too buggy. You had Naz Reed on five. Like, they were dropping like flies, the big men from the Timberwolves. Yeah, but, yeah, but Towns was always fouled out. Vanderbilt was out, I think. Hey, and Naz Reed was on five. He's a bit out of condition. He wanted a breather. That's it. Yeah, that's all. Like, if he had the, um, the energy to do it, he'd take it inside. But I'm telling you, I've seen it so many times with Embiid. As the game goes on, he drifts further and further out because he just can't. He just can't. He's he no should Jokic. have been there. Fair enough. It was Steph Curry there. Yeah, and that was the that was going to be your shot because three points there is the dagger that wins it. And but Embiid's there, yeah, hanging out on the perimeter, and Maxi gets this thing in his head, like second year in, oh the superstar is back, yeah, 
he's got to have his hands on the ball. So I'm going to try a uh, 50-50 pass to him when really, if you look at the space Max he had at that, so he could have, he could have got pretty close and he could have probably drawn a foul. Yeah. yeah. Or at least yeah. challenge for an offensive rebound. Get well, they're going to foul the him. Yeah, whatever. But have a go. Attack the rim. That's the time to attack the rim. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway. But we're ahead. I, I still thought it was a great game. And I thought, yeah. you were dead right, Pete, the other week when you were saying how the 76ers, uh, with their young backcourt, uh, are set. They don't need another guard. No. They just need time now. I think uh, this, this podcast, if we get some traction with some people over there in the NBA, I think for the 76ers, the Oracle had it right. It's looking for a forward. I think that's that's yeah. what we need. I think a power forward of some pedigree, and that and the 76ers look like a pretty big force now. If you look at the four guards they're using, they all can shoot. Yeah. And then Denny Green can shoot, and he's on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oracle, you thought that the Celtics would have a reasonable chance against the Nets. What happened there? I've been ill, Maddie. Yes. I've been sick. I don't know whether it's partially due to the Celtics play that's making me feel, mm. you know, so listless and all of that, you Cooking know. the guts or... Aches and pains, you know, I, I don't the know. Spurs, the Spurs games would have put oh, you into a coma. The Spurs game, jeez, it's even worse. <laughs> you know, in that Spurs game, I think the Spurs... Would you would rather like... they'd rolled over and got done by 30, oh. like it looked like? In that game, we, we, were, we were getting done, and we Smashed. came back to playing great. And then, and then, after we finally got the lead, I think we didn't score. I think the, the Spurs scored 16 in a row to seal the game. It was, it was awful. Um, and look, some of the things that they did in that game echoed what happened against the Nets as well. So... I was talking before when I thought they'd turned a corner because their defense was rock solid and I thought that they'd found something offensively. I thought their driving and kicking approach suited the players that they had and I, and I liked what they were doing. But when they played against the Nets, all that went out the window. Instead of playing that team basketball, well, we decided uh, Tatum was going to try and play like Kevin Durant and just take everyone one-on-one. And not hit a thing. And then Jalen Brown thought he'd do the same. And in the end of the day, all that was happening was we had guys trying to get into their bag, bounce the ball around, get on the highlight plays and take some contested two or something like that. And it failed miserably. It's and what I'm concerning about, the Celtics collapses like like not they they're still there or thereabouts, but when they 50. when they're bad, they're horrid. Like, they're horrible. Because yeah. they don't play team basketball. They're not yeah. playing for each other then. I've got a comment just... on that, Oracle and Sneak. Uh, are there too many players in there trying to play like Kobe and they're not as good as Kobe, Pete? Um, yeah, well, very few people are as good as Kobe. And if they all think they're as good as Kobe, I'd be trading them, you know, tomorrow. I don't think Tatum's got this... There's a few guys in the league and who I don't like because they hold the ball too much. And yep. Tatum's getting this habit of doing it, even when he's one from 11, yep. of still trying to beat every team that comes he comes across himself without 
you know, it's kind of an arrogance. And yep. when you've got that arrogance about you and it's not working, you just look foolish. Pete, That's I'm right. pretty sure that Tatum was anointed by KD as the yep. fellow that he was passing the torch on to. That's right. So Tatum, as you said, Pete, as the ball's swinging around and then Tatum has like a, maybe like a little bit of space, you know, a little bit of daylight to either attack or to take the shot, he'll prefer to just hold on to it, let the team on the defensive side reestablish their defense, and then he wants to try and beat them on his own. And we see it again and again and again. Now, he's talented enough to make those shots, but so far this year, he has not. And all that's happened is instead of taking easy shots to get him into the game, he's trying to do it the hard way, and it's not working. You need Marcus Morris there. You need him to come back to, to <laughs> yell at him a bit. Yeah. yeah. So right. Come on, Jace. It's not <laughs> good. It ball. might be we end up being a 500 team. That's just going to be who we he's are. A, he's a stat patter too. Like when he's having a stinking game, he's he's always sniffing around those cheap rebounds. Right. And he's pushing his team. He's pushing Marcus Smart out of the way to get him too. Because yeah, he's well, gone from one from 11, so he's got to, he's got to pad his stat sheet. You know, in that game uh, the other day against the Raptors, we had still Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown still standing around chucking up threes. And look, Jalen Brown is coming back from a, you know, a hamstring. Maybe you can excuse it to a degree, but not Jason Tatum. And what was happening was Marcus Smart kept driving in again and again and again. And I don't know whether he's trying to show these guys, look, this is all you have to do. Um, but I don't know what else Smart's supposed to do out there. You know, he, he's leading the way, but Jason Tatum has just got to snap out of this. I reckon uh, a Smart, I reckon, you know, there's a little bit of inkling in the back of his mind that he wouldn't mind being traded, like, to, to someone, if this is what's going to happen. Because he's great on, he's a great perimeter defender, He's got a good pass. You know, he can, he's a half decent shooter as well. I just don't think they're valuing him enough in, in that five at the moment. Pete, but, well, Pete, would you, would you swap Simmons for him, Pete? No, we don't need him. We got um, um, Matisse. Yeah, I think oh, Matisse yeah, is going yeah. to be a similar kind of player. I'm, I'm, but talking different. About, I'm talking about running the second unit. Well, at the moment. Uh, would smart smart would go to a team like that. Smart if smart went to a team like something like the Wizards, I reckon he'd go well at the Wizards. I reckon, Pete, that he's probably got the potential to be a great six man of a championship team running a second unit. He increases the defensive intensity. If he's having an on night with his threes, you're playing yeah. him in the dying minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest Marcus Smart fan, but I'll defend him on this. He's yeah. good enough to be the, the lockdown guy on the on the starting five of oh, an really? NBA, okay. bas yeah, right. NBA basketball team. I'm just saying if, if, if Celtics want to freshen it up, I'm just saying that there'd be teams out there that could use him in that role and he would be invaluable and could change a playoff series. Uh, I think his head might might be thinking of other places at the moment. If, this, if, if Tatum's going to keep... Going into these bad, the bad habits, and he's already come out already, and in the in the press this year, and that's rare. Like, yeah. you know, that's a statement, yeah. and that's and it's premeditated and it's deliberate and it's supposed to have an effect yeah. on 
either the team or his contract or whatever. But there's there's something behind it. And if he what he states that he didn't like keeps happening, and it ha- it happened this week um, again that you know Tatum if it's not if you're bricking them, start looking for other people, other other options, drive and kick. Yeah, can I add a point there about that looking for other options and things? One thing that the Celtics fans have noticed is that the two stars Tatum and Brown they don't pass the ball to each other. There's a stat out there that they average something like three or four passes to each other per game, and that's all. And they're, they're on the court for about 35 minutes each. That's rubbish, eh? You'd I expect know. your two and best players to be passing to each look, other consistently. So, you, you so compare that to Oracle. The, Oracle, you compare that to Jokic and Yeah, Murray. that's why I wanted to bring well, you in. It'd, be, it'd have to be... Yeah. Well, yeah, it'd have to be... It'd have to be 10 passes a quarter, wouldn't it? Something yeah, like we'll that. see. This is the thing. So, this is a we don't know if it's a, a system thing, if it's like a coach kind of thing, or if it's these players don't want to pass the ball to each other. There are examples I've seen where Tatum's driving and we've got an open Brown on the corner three and he's not getting the ball. So, I've seen that. But the other thing that sort of sticks out is they play on opposite sides of the court. So, they can't just pass it to each other directly, they've got to go through two or three other players. So is this coach thinking Oracle, the way to maximize That's only if they're standing still. Come on, man. That's only if they're standing still. It's a moving game. If you're just yeah, standing but, out in the wing waiting for the ball to be passed, for you to either take a shot or drive or, you know, fiddle and drive, then that's not a team game anyway. It's all about movement. You've got to move. You've got yeah. to pass. And not this is not it. happening. No. This is not happening, right? So would you think, because both your teams had two, you know, superstars where they work together, don't you think that having the two guys together draws so much attention from the defense that it just opens up everything for everybody else? I think that would be the way to go, but they're not doing pick and rolls together. They're not working together at all. And, Sneak. and I blame the coach for that. Sneak, do you want to take this on me, mate? Well, espousing the virtues of teamwork. Yeah, like both of us team players. We've been that way our whole lives, as sportsmen, right through the teams we follow. We don't follow the, you know, Diego Maradonas or oh, LeBron there's, from there's one still... team to another. We're a team... Sort of I was still a bit dirty on a pass that you didn't give me in the 2004 Grand Final at uh, at Leichhardt Oval. I was open, and and you and you dummied. I've held that. You know, it's been tw- it's been close to 20 years. You know, Pete. I can't remember. No, I, I'm not going to sit here while you espouse your your you know great teamwork when you've just missed an open Egan in the in the. In a, in a gap. And back then, I had speed to burn. So you, you basically butchered a try. I butchered a try. There's no doubt about that. It haunts me to this day. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I still think about that at least once a week. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Talking about the uh, teamwork, I guess, with those Celtics, I think that there's that pecking order thing happening where Tatum's too young to say, hey, dude, I'm number one, you're number two, you do it my way, and they're still filling that out. And I don't reckon, I, I don't know about you, Oracle, about their personalities, but they mustn't have the type of personalities where they can just talk this out and get it 
together, mm. um, they mustn't be talking about it because it's like, dude, we're awesome players. We're both tall. We're both athletic. We can both shoot. We're both strong. We can both defend and out strength, speed, skill, the bloke that's usually on us. We can't be stopped if we work together. Like... Who's going to guard who if both of them are playing together and going off? You know, like, usually a team has one stopper for that big, tall, strong scorer. But most teams don't have two. So, come on, man. I don't know. You know, to me and to you, it seems obvious. But for some reason, it's not happening. You know, so where does the blame go? Does it go to the players? Is it? As Pete said, are they like they're looking for their contracts? They want to be the star. They want to be the man. Is it that? Is it that uh, Marcus Smart is so far beneath them that they don't want to listen to him? Right? He's he's not a big enough player. Or is it that this coach, this new coach, what has he done? Why do I have to listen to him? I don't know what it is. Well, I, I don't know Tatum, but you like my feel of him that he's got a bit of that about him with the arrogance and smart, like. I don't get that from Brown. I don't get that from Brown. I don't get it from Brown either. I think on on basketball brain, I think Brown's better. I think Tatum's more athletic. And if you were backing him, if they were horses, you'd definitely back Tatum. But I reckon Brown will, will develop into one of those wily NBA veterans that he'll have a long and distinguished career but i don't know but together um, there might not be an option what about simmons <laughs> are you rethinking you, wanting simmons would you take simmons for tatum pete for tatum yeah oh yeah i'd prefer brown though yeah with the 76 makeup as it is at yeah. the moment yeah i, I don't think um i i think sim like, well the problem yeah i don't think so you Embiid is the man so Tatum wouldn't f- try and feed Embiid all the time. No. You should always be looking Embiid if you're on the 76ers. Like, as we've seen, he comes back from COVID and he just smashes them. I reckon, like, he's, he's unbelievably a freak. Tatum's yeah. best team would be if you're able to clone Andre Iguodala in his current form and have four of him on the court with Tatum, Tatum would be very happy. I reckon Kyle Lowry four, would have been a good guys, get too. No, just yeah. four guys out there feeding him the ball. You know what I mean? Guys that don't want to score. Um, he'd do great in that scenario. Yeah, he he, he wants the ball too much. Uh, Thing is, he's still he twenty-two. Yeah, he hasn't so, figured it out mentally. Yeah. He's yeah. still young, you know. But he's but, developing some bad habits. Yeah, Definitely. and I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, Play onward, up. Well, too much on the Celtics, man. They're a mediocre team. We're all mediocre teams this year, guys. Like, who are we going to talk? The Nuggets? Well, okay, I'm happy to talk the Nuggets if anyone wants to hear what happened today. No one else is. Oracle, are you able to hang in and hear what I have to say about the Nuggets Heat game today? I didn't see the game. I don't even know what happened, so I'd like to hear about it. Yeah, the Heat had both their their scorers out. (laughs) Come on, Pete. No No butler, no hero. Come on, mate. Talk about oh, okay. Nugget, Tell us the apologist. praises of the Nuggets beating the uh, uh, beating Max Struess. Mate, you, you killed my first five to ten minutes of my soliloquy here. <laughs> I think it was a mercy killing. I, I finally euthanasia. Mate, 
It was brilliant. The poetry. I was about to tell everyone all about that. Well, go ahead. Oh, now, go, give, well, us, give us your thoughts and feelings about beating understrength heat. Ladies and gentlemen, and how- ladies and gentlemen, we pick up the story halfway through, <laughs> thanks to Pete. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, yeah, the Heat missed a few guys. The Nuggets won. I'll take. I'll um, put you yeah. out of your, uh, misery there, Oracle. Uh, one twenty to one eleven. The Nuggets were missing Michael Porter Jr., who is looking like he needs back surgery now, and it's all set and stone yeah. that he's getting it. And is yeah, that the season? Yeah, yeah. It must be. Yeah, Jokic is back uh, playing against the uh, Markeith Morris less Heat. All oh, right. Yes. He hasn't played no. since that. No. Um, Morris was actually on the sideline wearing a neck brace, believe it or not. <laughs> and sunglasses. And sunglasses. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on, but I'm thinking there could be an injury claim in this. Hang on. What's the, was um, the Jokic brothers there? They said they were going to come to this game, didn't they? They were. Were they there? Yeah, shirtless. Was Marcus Morris there? Was it something going on in the car park? No, the the, the other one never came. <laughs> Were they calling their cousins? Senior, senior never came. So yeah, the Jokic brothers there shirtless. Don't know what was. That's going the on. most interesting thing that happened. Did did what, what, did they? You know, was there any sort of um, talk or whatever during it? Like, did they make up or anything no, like that? Or they reckon, you reckon the Jokic brothers were like half a case of beer in? By the start of the game, and they were just getting on it. <laughs> well, can I ask you a question about you know the roughness we had this Jokic when we've had LeBron James? Yeah. I saw a guy get ejected for like kicking a, a chair. Yes, uh, I think it was Deadman. Yeah. Do you think with this more physical NBA, yeah. are we going to see more fights? More? Yep agitated players and things like that. Is, hope. that. Yeah. is that something that the league wants? Yes. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. Oh, like, have well, you ever wondered who these... did, But, you know, the league, when what when are, that whole okay. malice in the palace happened, yeah. they went right away from all that You sort don't of want it to go to that, that no. far. But you do want... You do <laughs> want what, what was that guy's name from the Isaiah Stewart. That, that's about right. Just... just yeah, that was a good mix. Yeah, keep it at that. Stewart. That's what they want. Yeah. Well, yeah, edge of your seat is you going to get him. Yeah. Speaking of LeBron, he's at it again. Oh, my God. You see what he did this time? No. Is that when he, the Pacers game? with the Yeah, the Pacers game. And he, and he got these two ejected, and you're thinking, oh, my God, there's going to be some, you know, two tough guy, yeah, you know, two drunk guys yelling stuff. And it was just a couple on a date. Oh, no and way. He, yeah, it looked like a, a couple of normies. Don't tell me it was he's, one of he's getting LeBron's... He's the referee over him. Get don't him out of me, here. Get him out of here. Don't tell me it was one of LeBron's ex-girlfriends. Uh, this is a, this comes after uh, he go, he, he, he had a bit of a chin wobble about getting suspended, saying that he just grazed Isaiah Stewart. Oh. I can't wait for the Detroit to play. They did. Play the Lakers again. They did, Pete. I missed it. What day? They played like two days ago. Oh. They did too, but Stuart was still games. out, wasn't he? Hey, no, what? he was playing. Oh, what happened? Well, um, <laughs> I tuned in first to see the highlight because I knew the score. What was the score? And I tuned in to see the highlights, and I'll tell you this. First, they show an Anthony Davis dunk. Mm. Then they show a LeBron shot. Mm. Then they show another Anthony Davis. 
you don't even know that the um, Detroit's playing, right? You, you don't even see. Then you see a Westbrook thing. I reckon they showed, say, out of the twenty highlights, maybe seventeen of them were for Lakers scoring, and uh, Lakers ended up winning by ten. How did the Lakers and, look, though? By the way, was it? Was it? Oh crazy? no! Look, I was just seeing the highlights, right? But they were acting like, wow, the Lakers are back. You know, here they are. They've had their troubles, but here they're back. And they beat Detroit by 10 points, wow. you know. Oh, Sounds yeah, like that good. It was, it was the late game on Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted, I saw the first few minutes because I wanted, because they, they were both starting and I wanted to see what it was like, but they were acting like nothing happened, you know. It was like uh, there was no you know, a little bit of an extra hey, shove or anything like that. Or don't you think the, the league needs a, some grudges? Where's Pat oh, Bev when you need him? Listen, when there was Celtics and uh, Sixers back in the 80s, you had Larry Bird getting held back by one player while Dr. J is just like pounding Bird in the face. <laughs> and no one gets ejected. They just keep playing, <laughs> you know? So... We loved the grudge match back then. It's like the origin. I showed my wife, who's an Italian, some of the rugby league fights. She had no idea that this kind of sport existed or they got away with it. <laughs> what they used to get away with in sports. Like, and, and what about hockey? <laughs> what about those? Because they're still fighting. Is that the last sport that's still throwing punches without you know, too much punishment? Oh, probably boxing so. as well. You probably want to. What about that sport they play in Italy? That one where they line up. Uh, it's against... called Cal Calcio Storico. When I lived in Florence, yes. all right, that, that it's ruined now. I was um, I went to see it when I was there, and what happens? It's it's in it's in the mud, and you get these collegia, you know, different parts of the town traditionally, you know, playing this rugby hybrid there. Yep. And it used to be, remember you seen it on Wide World of Sports back in the day and you, all the weird and wonderful sports? And then they actually it. were trying, you know, in that day to to play the game and score. It has turned into a bunch of MMA, you know, UFC guys that have, like, infested these collegiate team. And, like, they as soon as the whistle goes, they just try and do Brazilian jiu-jitsu on each other. And it's boring as it's boring as and they're just a bunch of cheap shop merchants now it's mm. disgusting like i actually that's... saw it on netflix pete there's this yeah. series called home game where they yeah. show you like these you know very um uh, unique sports to particular countries from you know they have you know some of them even have like just a uh, one with all on getting goats heads like on horses and trying to put them in a down a well or something like that was one game, and, and this one was another one. But the way they were showing, it's like this is the greatest thing ever, you know, you've ever seen. They used to no. play that goathead game down at Cabramatic Park. <laughs> goathead bocce. Yeah, they were playing that in Mongolia, getting these goat heads and throwing <laughs> them down a well on these horses, going as fast as you can. Like, and uh, people die all the time in this one. You know, they're not wearing any gear or anything like that. They're just on. You know, bareback. <laughs> so getting back to the NBA, guys, I yeah. reckon that, um, yeah, there's going to be a bit of uh, resettling. Like Players had it over other players with the rules how they were, and now things are changing. Defensive guys are getting a little bit more opportunity. 
especially the lippy ones are probably going to have something to say. There needs to be a rebalancing of the league. And until it gets rebalanced, there will be some snippiness. But I think the rules, how they're being called now, once everyone sort of found out where they're meant to be, I think it's sustainable and I don't think there's going to be ongoing fights. I think it's just a transition period. Uh, Can you see that, Sneak? Um, Yeah, I can. Except they they threw away the the new rules with the Timberwolves game, 76ers. I reckon that's why Ben Simmons should come back. Ben Simmons should come back, all right? If I was Ben Simmons' management team, he should come back and then start shitting on the 76ers. And so he can build a rivalry of whatever club he comes to, goes to, and on the trade, and just create that rivalry. And if he plays well and beats the 76ers, he can rebuild his whole, whole career. He should be plotting a 76ers yeah. revenge. Yeah, I, I like it. Oracle? You know, I'm sort of getting a bit sick of talking about Ben Simmons and what yeah, he should do and all this sort of stuff. I mean, you know, the dude's losing money. You know, you see, he's uh, broke. Like, I, I heard. I don't that, know what to. I saw that article, to, but yeah, yeah. Can they just I, write that? It seems like he doesn't have much sympathy going around, does it? Yeah. Is anyone writing besides Matthew on last on the last show? And he's you know, don't worry about his mental health. Kind of cry me a river for Ben Simmons. Oh, the general press don't seem to be on his side, do they? Nah, nah. nah. Well, I mean, I. Like, how many teams can this guy fit in and, and can it work? I, I don't even know. Right. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I heard, yeah, I heard one point. thing, like, Pete, like and yeah. it was that, you know, when we were talking before about, you know, Maxi, that the Sixers wouldn't even want a CJ because they've got Maxi now, you know? Yeah. CJ's not even a an issue, like a priority for them at all, you know? So... Yeah, I just don't know what they're going to do about we it. We should anyway. move on to... You see the Suns now. How yeah. The Suns have sneaked up on everyone, haven't they? I know. They, they made look, it to the finals last year, though. No, I mean, at the start of this year, no one was talking about them. Everyone's saying they're going to have a hangover. And no, and even... Everyone's talking Golden State. Everyone's talking Brooklyn. Everyone's talking... But then the Suns come, and they've only lost three games. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty well, lost 16 or 17 in a row or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I was wrong. I thought that they might having a few guys in there that were building a career on pulling fouls, that they might have a rough go at it this year. But they've adjusted. Oh, Booker's had a good week. Booker's hitting big shots. Um, he's so. What do you reckon, Simon? So he used to just Book- jump into Blake's. But he's not doing Has that anymore. Has Booker graduated? I think I so. Booker, so. Is yeah. Booker elite? I think he is. I think. Um, I think that was the question, wasn't it? Is yeah, he it one of those top, you know, eight or nine guys that you can build around to win a championship that he can lead you to it? I really think he is. I think he can score in so many different ways. I sort of saw him before as a two-point um, jump shooter, but he can take it down into the post. He can score threes. He can um, hit floaters. He can hit floaters off both hands. He gets other teammates involved. Um, He's a guy that you can't stop. So I think he is, and he's still young. And when you've got guys like Bridges, I heard Bridges is shooting something like 60-odd percent from two and 39% from three 
at the same time playing that stifling defense. You got you know you got guys like that on the team. They're playing with even guys like McGee at center, and they're not skipping a beat. They're not missing anything. They're they're looking well, Siobhan, red hot. McGee was the closeout the other day. Yeah. That's how much faith they had. They had. I'm almost, I'm almost ready to say they're the favourites in the West, even over Golden State now. I'm almost. They've at got that a complete point. team. They've got a complete team, and is Bridges one of the most likable players in the league? Yeah, he's always smiling. He always seems like he's having a great time out there, doesn't he's he? In the CJ McCollum Award for Mr. Smiley Pants, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's always having Never a great time. Never seems to be angry. Never seems flying to be... around the court. Like, yeah, he's great. Uh, and then you got. Um, future Hall of Famer Chris Paul, who somehow can still pull a foul. I don't know how he does it. He still does it, though. For some reason, they let him um, acquire this. You know that um, what's that sweep through or whatever that Kevin yeah. Durant used to do? Yeah. Chris Paul does it every single game, and they still give it to him. You know, I don't know. I think, um, I think the players you can... I think the players union um, actually negotiated that in the last uh, PFA that um, every game you have to give one to the future Hall of Famer, the point guard, Chris Paul. That's Fair enough. So that's, that's, how, that's, how, yeah. that's how much influence he's got. But, but they're looking good. They're looking yeah. very, very, very good. So, so, are the, so are the Warriors. So, and with, with Clay, the Clay shadow lurking over the league. Hey, Oracle, you th- said that you thought the Utah Jazz were yeah. a team that you'd back in every game this year because they're a, uh, a a regular season team. Yeah. They lost seven, so more than double Phoenix. Are they missing something from last year? What's going on? Well, look, like the Bucks the year before, they seem to be looking to play with different kinds of defensive um, matchups. So in the past, they always had a particular way of playing where they would funnel drivers down into Gobert and he would block them off that way. When they got to then the playoffs we saw in the last few years, you could do things to get Gobert off the court by having him guard three-point shooters where he couldn't get down to the post. So what we've seen with Utah this year is they're making it a priority to compete in the playoffs. That's really what it's all about. And so we have seen some different matchup looks where they're playing smaller and without Gobert. And it's not paying dividends in the win-loss column now, but it might down the track when they get to the playoffs. Okay, I can cop that. Uh, I saw a bit of the Clippers uh, as well the other day. I can't remember who they were playing. Um, it was a good team, though. And, gee, I was impressed with the Clippers. They're still... They're not going... They have good games, and they're not bad. Um, not yeah, but they're, they're a 500 team as well. Yeah, not that happy with their big men and their touch around the basket sometimes, but, nah, they got something going on. Well, Maddie, can I ask you something about that? You had a good look at Hartenstein last mm. year. Mm. This year, they they think that he should be the starter. Now he's playing so well. Yeah, I don't know about that. Then they got Ibaka and um. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and, and Zubac. Zubac. Yeah. yeah. Like Ibaka's just come back. 
I missed him. Yeah, but he, he's not York, quite he where he was. Yeah, he missed no, the he's not. He was today. having. He was in career best before he did his back. He missed a like, he point. Was playing, blank he was. Shot he was today. hitting shots from the perimeter. He was getting ten and twelve. I like him. Yeah, I don't like seeing him. I still think if uh, I still think they can be a threat in the playoffs, but oh, gee, you know what? They're, they're a bit hot and cold to be fifty percent at the moment. I was expecting them to be a little bit better because they, I think they won six games in the row at one point, but um, they've lost a lot of games where I thought they should have won. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, Pete? About the Clippers? Yeah. I'm oh, putting them in the wait and see category. Well, I haven't written them off. I'm not. Not um, saying they're going to win it yet, but um, we'll see what happens with Kawhi. Yeah, well, of course. Like, Kawhi. If that's just a whole different equation, and there's a lot of teams that like at around that fifty, like fifty um, percent in the league. Eric Bledsoe the other day was looking all right, sort of handling the ball and looking for scorers, you know, to pass it to at times. Like I'm thinking, he's having a little resurgence for him. Um, yeah, but to, to be fair, mm. he doesn't have to do much to make you go, oh, he's not as bad as I thought. Because yeah, okay. he's so bad, all he's got to uh, do is not commit a turnover, and you go, oh, you know what? I swear I saw him dunk it the other day, and I swear he, he mouthed to the crowd, that's for you, Oracle. <laughs> I swear I saw him do it. He pointed up to somewhere. Well, I'm, you know, I'll, I can lip read a little bit. And I think it was, yeah, that's – and then he said something about your mother. But that's what Eric Bledsoe thinks about you, Pete. What that's about it. what about Reggie Jackson? How's he going, mate? Like he's one of your favourites from Boston College. The six yeah. yard. I the way as cool as he looks, it's not bringing me to watch Clippers games. Really? You know, I'm 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 one of these guys that there's too many games. There's, there's, I have to. We're we're, we're married men. <laughs> we have to do things, and my eyes are all. Basically, Big Bulls, Charlotte. Mm. Um, I'm always and Wizards. How's Prince? I going? like what. Big pun. How's Prince going over at Charlotte? Well, it was a big scoring game today, and they got they got beaten by um <sighs> by the Bulls today. Something Oracle. like 133 to. It was a big big score. Oracle, what? How's Prince going there? Yeah, I, I've seen him play really really well. I've seen Rozier have terrific games. I haven't seen much at all from Gordon Haywood, a guy who's on like $35 million or something like that. He sort of seems to be a forgotten man out there. Mm. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more consistency in their defense. You know, they, they seem like they can give away points just as quickly as they can score these incredible points, you know. So um, they're still an entertaining team to watch, but... Boy, oh boy, you catch them on the wrong night and they look putrid. They look like <laughs> you could go down there and score on them. Oh, I was only thinking about me chasing down Shane Werrett uh, in a touch footy game <laughs> today. And I was thinking, geez, I used to be quick off the mark and be able to predict things happening before they had happened and stuff. So, yeah, Shane Werrett. <laughs> they got PJ Washington back now. Yeah, they have. So that, 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 that puts... Uh... That's a different kettle of fish into the into that lineup. Hey boys, I got to I got to actually uh, head off in a moment. Yes. Um, but 
But one thing I, I wanted to alert your attention to is that I just saw a report that Kemba Walker mm. is out of the Knicks rotation as of right now. What do you mean? And Tom Tip- Injured? Tom, no. He's just out of the rotation. He's benched. Tom Thibodeau says he will tighten the rotation moving forward and it will be tough to play three small guards together, Thibodeau says. He says he has great respect for Kemba Walker and all that he's accomplished. But as of right now, no Kemba Walker. He's been all. listening to us. Remember last last show we were discussing why is he starting with the when we were discussing quickly with RJ. Yeah. Um, Alex Burks is playing out of his skin too. Alex Burks is going to be starting from now on. I reckon he's starting from guard. Okay. Yeah. Because you can't really start the kid. I like the kid in his role. Like, when you got quickly, he's just like his name suggests. When he comes Ooh. in, he just bounces around the court, throwing up threes, throwing, like, miracle passes. He's, he's, great. he's great to watch. Oracle, I'll, we- I'll throw something out there. If you had garbage on a sh- smaller contract than Walker, like, what would you trade him for? Like, if someone who was going to give you a draft pick? A second round draft pick, would you take it? For Walker? Yeah, like like I said, last year we had to get rid of him and we got in we got Hawford, which was just basically a salary dump mm. because as I said, you just can't play him. He's terrible defensively and if he's not hitting his threes, he does nothing. So you know, I, I don't think he's a positive asset well, for he, a team. I thought yeah. with his low contract that, um, you know, at that price, then he might be useful, but, you know, You're he's not even... Him. You're backing him saying, at that price, he's good. Oh, I remember... I thought he was. Guys, I remember when you guys offered him the max to come and play at the Celtics. Oh, he's yeah. earned the max. He's earned the max. Yeah, but, you hey, know? listen, and before then, that... Yeah. Yeah, but before that season, he'd had hardly any games off his whole career. Yeah, like, okay. he... Right. He was averaging 80 games a Oracle. season. I'm not, dis- I'm not arguing. I'm not saying anything. But now we're talking about you guys gave him a max. He's not worth that $9 million contract he got. Uh, and well, it just goes what? to show what a f- when you're a small player. Yes. Yeah, when you're a small player and you lose that athleticism like he did, there's no other recourse. All he's got is his shot. He can't drive it anymore. You know, so, so that's it. He's lost his athleticism and he's gone... A better example is Isaiah Thomas. When he was playing oh, for the Celtics, he yeah. was taking over the league. He was fifth in MVP voting. And the very next season, he's like at the end of the bench in Cleveland and then he's out of the league. Now he came back and to the Nuggets. He played much. a bit for the Nuggets. We gave him a go. Yeah, but he's only on minimum deals. He's out of the league now, poor yeah. bloke. Poor bloke, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, they yeah, just like, did an expose on Muggsy Bogues. Um, well, you know what? Yeah. I saw a little bit on Muggsy. Yeah. He's five foot three. Yeah. Five foot three. Yeah. But you could not get the ball of him. He was the fastest player on the court. He'd get all these steals and he was an assist machine. But he wasn't even much of a scorer. Can you imagine that now? Like a guy who doesn't really score. And the other thing was he was yeah. super ben strong. As a, yeah, he's like a short version of Simmons, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe Simmons should play on his knees and everything will be all right. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be as quick. 
Um, yeah, okay. So thank you, Oracle. Sneaky Pete, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Oracle's going to leave us now. You, you're right. Oh, we're, we're hopeless without him. Like, well, what would, we can't go on. Well, we have to pull up the stumps, don't we? Well, I, I, I probably think so. Do you want to just click through some games that are coming up and then just call it? Call, well, I'll just say the Nuggets got up tonight. Um, Bones Highland and um, oh, what's his name had a uh, oh PJ uh, Dozier's uh, out. That, yes. That's a bit of news. Dozier's ACL. Got a, he's done an ACL. Aaron Gordon and Bones both have an afro at the moment. So that's big news for the Nuggets. You got the rookie and the you know second or third best guy on the team both got an afro at the moment, which I really liked. Uh, Jokic came back and carved up, uh, looked really good. Um, first game back, um, a bit of a grudge match thing going on, and he just looked really good. Bones played really well. Bones had um, he had something like yeah thirteen points uh, at the end of the first quarter. So, yeah, I thought they were looking all right. Have you seen any of that? I haven't seen much of Bones. No, nah. I haven't seen much of Bones, actually. Like, yeah. I should. I, I like watching the rookies. Yeah, what you'll like about him is um, he's taken shots, you know, two, three metres outside of the three-point line and hitting him as a rookie. Uh, I'll tell you what, speaking <laughs> of rookies, um, when... Um, Houston are playing without Green at the moment, and they're, they're, I think they're looking a bit better. Really? Yeah, I, I, I do. I think they're they're looking better. They're, Christian Woods, in a had he had, he had he's had a good week, um, rebounds and points wise. But um, yeah, I like Sean Tate too. They're playing Garrison Matthews at the shooting guard, and Eric Gordon's back in the starting lineup. So they actually. Don't look too bad. And I'll, I'm a, are you a Kevin Porter Jr. fan? I like Michael better. Um, but I just don't get, you know, how this is Kevin and Michael Porter Jr. in the league at any one time. Who is this Porter Jr. bloke? And, um, like, the, he's got two kids that are in the NBA. That's amazing. <laughs> are they related? Yeah. They don't look anything like each other. Well, I think their dad's like Billy, is it? Yeah. No, wouldn't Billy it? Porter Jr. Are they? How can you have a junior with a different name? He was Porter Junior. Yeah, but the, the the junior comes from like your like Michael Porter Junior's father is Michael Porter Junior Senior. Kevin Porter Junior's father would be Kevin Porter Junior Senior. They don't come nah, from the same guy. I think Porter Junior's the name. Porter Junior's the name. Yeah. Hyphenated. Really? Because it just says JR on the yeah, ESPN. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Anyway, um, no, I like Porter Jr. better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, no, well, Michael's, you know, he's in trouble. Uh, needs surgery. Oh, I hope the best for him. I hope he comes good. Uh, today, Bull smashed the bloody magic. The Sun smashed the Knicks. Uh, uh, the Bull smashed the Charlotte today. 76 has beat the Magic. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, the Cavs, a standout result was the Cavs beating the Mavs at in Dallas. That's that's pretty good. And Spurs beating the Wizards. Yes. And, and well, Pelicans beat the Clippers. Like. 
Yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, it wasn't a good day for betting. No. Jazz (laughs) smashed Portland. Um, Spurs smashed the Wizards. Well, you know, 17 points. Uh, the other interesting game I thought was you guys only just beat the Magic. What happened there? Did you watch the game or part? It was another one of those things. It's endemic of um, of the 76ers. They were belting them, and then they let them come back in, and they just pulled away at the end. But it was down to the last minute. Who was playing good for the Magic? Uh, Suggs was playing all right. Um, RJ Hampton, I think, was playing all right today. Really? Okay. Yeah, um, Gary Harris. Talk about you know when you hate a player and they come back and how's it going? <laughs> Gary Gary Harris is one of my least favorite. You know, but like um, but um, Wagner, loves that Gary France, the, the younger Wagner, he was he went off today with twenty seven. Oh really? Yeah, he looks so good. Poor poor Baritz, younger brother, showing you up, <laughs> getting more court time. Well, you were that younger brother, weren't you? I was, luckily enough. Lucky enough. Aren't you the younger brother, too? Oh, uh, no, you're the middle one. I'm the you're middle. the... Yeah, I was better so, than uh, them at everything. So Adam was the, the gun sportsman, was he? No, not in our family. Um, just turned out I was the best at everything. That was it. Very <laughs> lucky. Very lucky. Uh, yeah, okay. And then Portland. Oh, okay, Pete. Do you reckon that Damian Lillard is worth what he was worth this time last year? No. Yeah. Is he, like, is he untradeable at the moment? Like, would you want a big contract of him or, like, would you want him still? Would you give him a chance to say, hey, he can come back and be worth what he's getting paid? Or do you think you'd rather look for someone else if it, with Simmons? I think um, I think that a change needs to be made for both Portland and and Dame himself. I'm he's got all the skills and the mentality, the clutch part of his play that he could go to another club and win a championship. I can't see him winning a champion just in the in in how the league is at the moment. Yeah. But you look at the teams, you know, Golden State, uh, Milwaukee, the Nets. Like, can you see Portland even with Dame there beating those sides? No, nah. nah, you can't. But if you got, if you see Dame go to someone like, say the Seventy Sixers, or yeah. say, say let's for the fun of it, say. Uh, your team, Denver, like Dame and Jokic, you know, that looks like something that could no, really no, hurt no. you, you know, but where he is, like Dame and Nurkic and CJ, as much as I like him, yeah, I just don't, I think they need to rebuild. I'd be cleaning and I don't... house and getting as many draft picks as I can and friendly contracts. Especially with the new coach, too. Because the the new coach coming in and and coaching the old heads. No way. Rather than a whole... Rebuilding a... If if I was a coach, especially a rookie coach, I would want to build the team rather than go to an established team and try and get them over the line. But if you're looking in the world of football, like Chelsea with Lampard, great coach, tried to do the same, but... We wasn't building the team, and it didn't work. 
So Billups, if I was him, I'd you know I'd be pushing the GM for you know a massive clear out, and let's see if we can put a a five year plan, get some picks, do some interesting trades, and try and get something else happening there. Because mm. the, I think he's at his maximum. Like he probably he's probably dropped in trade yeah, value now, but I think yeah. if, I think that's because no one thinks he's available. But I think if you put him available, uh, yeah, teams okay. would. Teams would think about pulling the trigger. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not backing him. I wouldn't. If I was a jam, I wouldn't want him. Like, um, for that sort of money, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I think that the game's been called differently now. He's not worth the same. Uh, you know, he has. But it, it comes to supply set. and demand. Like, there's not many of players of his ilk, nah. of his pedigree out there. So he, the, the supply is way down. So the demand will be way up. Like you could see, say teams well, like okay. Sacramento. You could see a team like Houston or Cleveland. They put them, put him on a max. Yeah, Pete. Think about this, Walker. When that was he, a disaster. When Walker was playing, and he finished, and the Hornets were like, "Oh, we're not going to re-sign you at the max," and the Celtics were like, "We will," and they took him, and he did nothing. Right, so. I think Dame's a better bet than Walker. Yeah, but does Walker? Walk, yeah, sure. Walker had the, the knee. You got to you got to forgive him a bit. He had that knee injury yeah. that I don't think he's recovered from. No, but but the knee injury of Dame, the knee injury of him is the change of the rules. That's that's. You think it's that? You think it's that significant on him? Yeah. Come on, man. You serious? I don't think the change of the rules is why he's bricking him from outside three. Oh, dude, it's all in his head now. I'm telling you. He's realised that, shit, I'm not going to ever score 40 again. I'm going to struggle to score 35. And he's thinking, shit. And that's when I'm on fire. He, he, I'm not right. He's not right getting anywhere near that. He's getting 20. Nah. nah. You oh, give Dame a fresh set of sheets in a city like... Toronto, I reckon he'll come back and he'll score 40. A fresh mm, set of sheets. I don't know, man. I at the know. Knicks? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, wouldn't, I don't think he... I think after you what? I don't think you could sail him down the river after 20 look, games. Look, me neither. I'll say this. As if it was my money owning the team, I'd be starting to look around. Yeah, probably. I agree with that. I think there should be possibly a clean-out considering the new new coach. Yeah. But, no. you know, I think you're pretty quick to, you know... This is over. For the, ex- for the execution of a guy who who was so good at a particular time in the game, they named it after him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a pretty good feather in your cap. Yeah. It's Dane time. Yeah. And um, shooting is cyclical. He'll come back. Surely okay. he has to come back. He's too good. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 with you there, mate. But I don't think he'll come back to Portland. I'll, I should quantify my my. Ooh. I don't think he'll come back to Portland. Okay. I think he needs. I think his head's turned. I think he wants out. I think. I think he knows. Everyone knows that Portland aren't winning a title. No. Everyone knows that. Yeah, everyone like, knows it. They're done. Like they you put, there's heaps of teams in front. I can see the Nuggets winning a title before them with Jamal Murray back. Come on, man! And they're not even in the same planet. Not they should the be planet. though. Nah, mate. Dame's at the end of his career. 
It's a swan song now. That's it. Unless he joins a team as like a third best player. That's, you know, maybe wow. maybe second with a strong third. With a really strong third. But, yeah. I don't see him being a number one on a team. I don't see him even be a, like, he'd need a strong third if he was number two. To, to, to win a title. Come on, Pete. You serious? Oh, I don't think he can. Oh, I think if he goes to, if he went to LA, <laughs> I reckon he could win a title. Maybe, yeah. I reckon if he goes, he could go many places. I reckon yeah, but to win a LA, win a he's the third best player. Yeah, probably he'd be third. Yeah. Well, LeBron and AD. Well, Westbrook wouldn't be there. Like you, you, you couldn't have all four. You couldn't have all four. Would you swap Westbrook for um, Lillard? We'd have a crack. Yeah, if I was the Lakers, yeah, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I would. Westbrook looks panicked. Ugh. I feel sorry for Westbrook. I like, I, I like him as a player. I like, and as I like a bloke too. Play. I like him as a bloke. I reckon he's. Yeah, great. I do too. And I take a lot you know, of my fashion tips from him. Yeah, do you? Did you think of speaking of fashion? Did you see what Kyle Kuzma turned out turned up to a game in? No. He it, there's some kind of fashion trend. You know how walking in is uh, a fashion show now. Yeah. You know, Dude, he's wearing this jumper every day on, on the way into work. Come on. <laughs> what in your high vis and yeah. your and your stubbies? Um, He's wearing this oversized jumper where the sleeves on the jumper are like two feet like further than his arms. It's just fashion Mm. is one of those things where you just look at it and go, these guys are just running out of ideas. Pete, I was wearing that last year. I'm sure he's seen a photo of me at the Christmas party. (laughs) It looked like he looked like he was like four years old and his senile grandmother had knitting him knitted him a jumper for christmas but you know got the measurements wrong and it was just too large yeah that's what he looked like yeah. and he's walking in and i'm supposed to be i'm, I'm being told by the end by nba pass yeah. that this is fashion this guy's cool so yeah so this Pete, is cool so does that mean you're not cool anymore because they're saying uh-huh. something that you're don't that you don't think is cool is cool or is there are you at a different level i think I lost my coolness at about 2012. Yeah. That, yeah, that, and just so happens I got married the next year because I knew I was out, I, I was in trouble. You know, the, the coolness had gone. I thought yeah. I'd better, you know, settle down because, you know, what, there's it, no coming back. Once, the cool, to, once talk- your coolness is gone, yeah, you talking, can't get it back. I was talking to Sophie about this and we like had a bit of a, deep and meaningful about it and I said like you know where do you think I am on my coolness level decline uh, levels and, and where they, and what direction are they moving in and she said she reckons by the time I turn 65 to 70 I might start thinking of not being cool oh, I did, yeah. I, when were you cool that's it man <laughs> I went yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think so. You're saying your beanies? That's not your beanies aren't cool beanies, man. Does cool people wear louder hosen? Well, Is that coolness? Depends on their <laughs> heritage, mate. Yeah, probably they do. I'd say. No, Polish heritage. <laughs> well, you're, you're Polish. <laughs> I am. Yeah, true. 
That had a bit of a <laughs> German in him. But yeah, hence the last name. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think you can still claim a little bit just for a bit of fun. Can uh, we get the cool? Like, what could I possibly do right now to, to improve? To my... cool. uh... Like, because podcasting hasn't done anything for me. If anything, it's detracted. Like yeah. you say someone what you do, you, you, know, you have an NBA podcast. <laughs> podcast. You know, you know I You're a conspiracy cool. theorist. <laughs> but you know what would make you cool? I reckon if you went down to the old person's home and did a little bit of volunteering, I would think you were cooler. Like cool to to the old, for the old people who yeah. think all that, it's cool? That may feel better about you, for sure. I think I've uh, I've had my fill of caring for the elderly. <laughs> You're good at that. Come on, man. Um, yeah, so in terms of uh, today, mate, I, I enjoyed well, what I saw, especially with the Nuggets there coming back. They they needed the win. They've been in trouble. Um, i got to admit, I, I, I know we, we've been at loggerheads because I just haven't been watching Nuggets games, man. I can't do it. can't do it. I can't, I, like, every, time, every day on the list, all right, you, you got what? One game to watch, like without interruptions. If you're and lucky, just, come on. If you're <laughs> lucky, you know, it's just it's just never the nuggets. Well, you know nuggets. what though, I am able to use my NBA time as I'm actually doing show prep. It's part of my hobby. Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? I'm actually losing money on the sports bet. <laughs> That's an investment. One day you're gonna hit it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Hey, a big game coming up. Warriors Suns. I That'd am probably going to watch that, I think. I think uh, that would be this week's uh, reading assignment. Yeah. Because um, I, I think that might be um, it's looking like more often that that's a snapshot into, into the conference finals yeah, at the moment. That, that could be the conference finals there. Uh, another interesting game is the, the Nets Knicks coming up. Um, the Lakers against the Kings again. Do you remember? Did you see that loss? Yeah. That the uh, or that was it triple it's overtime. It's triple overtime. Yeah. Overtime. Oh come on. Excellent. All right. What did you like about that? Was it the heart of the Kings? I'm just you. I'm just anti Lakers at the moment, and it's got a lot to do with LeBron. I don't like his antics. I don't like his behaviour, and I like seeing a team in turmoil. And they had, in that game, you know, um, Harrison Barnes wasn't playing and either was Rashawn Holmes. They were skeleton crew. Alex Len was playing, who had played 30 minutes. Right. And they and the Lakers still struggled and lost. <laughs> it's great. Fox was playing fantastic in that game as well. Do you think that... Um... Look, have you written the Lakers off yet, or are you thinking they just need to find their straps? Because what are they a quarter of the way through the season? No, I think they're going to figure in in um, the the finals, just yeah. because they've got so much. Just because AD and LeBron in the side is just going to, they're going to get a certain number of wins, yeah, just automatically. But when the when the pressure's on, and when they're playing lockdown, yeah, um, um basic uh, playoff basketball where it gets a bit more intense, I think they can be found out quite easily. Or things could be that locked down that LeBron and AD rise to the top like the cream. So you just don't know. what. Yeah, but then you got Russell Westbrook in the way. 
That's the, that's he might the be thing. Playing he's well. in the, he's he in the way. Playing well. He might be playing well. Who knows, Pete? You've got three guys there that are, you know, have had great careers. You just don't know. They just could be finding their feet. And let's see. You know, I'd see guys who are awesome players, you know, can sometimes give you another kick. Hey, uh, Celtics v 76ers in a couple of days. What are you reckoning about that? I reckon if Embiid plays, we're pretty... Can't lose. Um, <sighs> Can't lose is strong, but that's pretty a, much. That's, a, that's, a, like something, your, that's like something Simon would say. Put your house on but, it or what? No, if no. I'd, I'd be... I reckon... Yeah, if Embiid's there, you put your house on it. Come on. Nah. Nah, I wouldn't put... Because it's away. It's at, it's at the gardens. It's so, down um, the road. It's like... It's like you driving into bloody cow pasture. I reckon if uh, uh, Williams plays, like, we'll win. <laughs> I think that um, Embiid's got his measure. Do you think he does? Yep. Really? Embiid's got, like, Embiid was beastly when he came back. It was unbelievable how good he was playing when he came back. So do like, you think he from... was just getting fit, get, getting healthy? Yeah, getting fit by getting COVID. No, 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 but do you think... What a world we live in. I know, but do you think he was just, like, resting the body, you know, shooting balls, you know, eating right, relaxing, resting? Sure. Yeah. He seems to want to win. That's what I like about Embiid. He's he's a superstar. He's got superstar antics about him. But it's... I've really... His commitment has rarely come in. He does... As uh, Oracle said, he does blow in games. Like he gets exhausted, but he's exhausted because he's doing things, and he's the focus for you know for the thirty-two minutes he's on the court. He's like, it's all eyes on Embiid. Everything through Embiid from the defense to to the offense. Like, it's just it's the Embiid show. Well, mate, I like but, watching the Embiid show. He's he's a gun. It's just a beast. Um, yeah, you just like just you just like seeing specimens play sports. I, I, Pete, I would love, partly because they're our teams, but I would be interested in going to the United States to watch an a Eastern versus Western Conference playoff series Nuggets v Seventy Sixers. I would travel there to watch it with you. <laughs> CMB versus Jokic. How cool would that be? Come on, man. Two big Pretty guys. Good. You know, in their primes, in their peak. Both of them have different strengths and weaknesses. Come on. Like, I like, oh, I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this week ahead, I think if he's there, I'll, I'll back his against the Celtics because I don't know who they're going to put in front of you, MB, to stop him. Uh, Obviously, if he's not there, probably a different story. Another um, game that day would be the Heat versus the Cavs, which would be an interesting game, and the and the Hornets and Bucks. Uh, the Cavs are good watch these days. Yeah, I don't mind watching them. Because last year, and too, like, even even it looks like even Kevin Love's liking his role too, sitting yes. on the bench, comes out, comes out for his yeah. ten and ten, then <laughs> sits back down on the bench and lets uh, Mobley and the kids <laughs> do the job. Yeah, earning 30, 30 million a year. <laughs> Kevin Love, what a contract! You know what I mean? Like, what an yeah, agent. You know, they're, yeah. They're the stories where you're like, ah, 
what an excellent agent got that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, excellent agent, and he just wound up. He's probably praying for not to be traded to a, to another team because I think it's the right spot for him at the because Mobley it looks like they're going to play playoffs. Yeah, it it looks like they're going to yeah. play playoffs. And, yeah, and. I hope they do. I hope they do because I want to see what Darius Garland and Mobley can do in the in the playoffs. They actually look better without Sexton, to be honest, with Rubio in there and running hey, the show yeah, for, for hey, big minutes as well. I'll tell you something. A team will play better when everyone knows their roles, okay? When everyone knows their roles. So you start thinking about the Celtics. They don't know what each other's roles are yet. And they're squabbling about it now. You know, I need an ISO. I need an ISO. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Uh, so establishing roles is the important part about that. You know, in what I reckon, um, I don't know. Do, do you think that, you know, you take away some of the variables of like players like, say, Sexton? Okay, he, he might have been muddling things, you know, like, no one knew where they stood. Who's number one? Him or him? Who's going to do this? That or that. So maybe him going just made it more comfortable for everyone. They can just play basketball. Could that be a part of it? That could be. But in saying that, I, I, I'm predicting they're going to trade for a guard at some stage. Because how many like how many centers do they need? Like are they playing what you used to think was a power forward? Are they paying, playing him as a small forward because of the new rules where you can touch someone, you can push off or whatever, and then all of a sudden bigger men who couldn't stay in front of the smaller men at the small forward position are now, now, now able to nail it down if they got quick enough feet. So Well, they've got Jared Allen, Ed Davies, yeah. Taco, Taco Four. Yeah, of course. They've got yeah. Kevin Love who can play centre. Yes. Oh. And they've got... Yeah. Markinen, they got Markinen, yeah, who's seven foot. Yeah, but he's playing, he's playing small forward, I reckon. Like, in the and they got Mobley. Like, so, how big they can afford to great. lose one of them. Well, they could afford Except to lose Allen. one of them. They could lose, but but not one of those key players because what what I'm getting at is with the rule changes, you can be now taller and less athletic in the in the um, small forward position, and the the rules are why they are in defense let you get away with that so that's what so say so pushing tobias harris to small forward and having ingram as your power forward makes you know great sense you would never push tobias harris to power forward and bring someone smaller in below him the way the rules are going are you sort of well, they've also got that? dean wade and lamar stevens in forward positions they're they they're, they're loaded and they and usman as well playing small forward they're just so big they can afford to lose some. I think they they might need a guard because of everything on a second year guy like uh, Garland, or second or third. But um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's interesting times anyway. Cleveland, they they've gone from couldn't care less to actually, uh, yeah, they're worth a watch. Yeah, and it's all to do with Mobley. Oh, yeah. Mobley and Jared Allen, like he's in career best. Jared Allen, who'd have thought he putting up well, big numbers. Pete, if you were a reasonable guard who loved to pass and set big men up and you could sort of make space and get them open, could you think of a better couple of guys to be around you that you could feed, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, mate. 
I like I like I like their lineup, and you know we talked about it at the start of the season. I was sort of thinking eh, they might have a chance, you know, with a different lineup, playing a different style, um, big man. I never put it all together until recently, but I honestly think it's a big man's league, mate. That's what they're going with. Well, I like. You should look at the East again. Like it's three and a half games between. Boston Celtics at number 11 and Brooklyn at one. Three and a half games. Every time you look, every time the, a day goes by, the, the, the table just changes. Like, Philly are up to eight. Boston are out of the play-in. So what do you put that and down they were, to? And they were sixth when we had last, last week. So what do you put that down to? Like looking at the as I, as I maintained, you say it's the rules. I say it's a, it seems this year there's a better spread of talent. When you look at the wins, right, it's 14. This is the Eastern Conference. 14, 14, 13, 13, 13, 13, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. And then 9, 9. They're the wins. There's some, some sexual teams in that side yeah. of the conference, man. Like, that's, that's stacked. You compare that, you know. To the uh, Eastern, uh, sorry, the Western Conference, and you look at like wins are 18, 17, and then it's 14, 10, 11, 11, 11, 10, 10, 10, 8, 6, 6, 6, 4. That says it all, man. They're the stats that matter this week. Eastern Conference yeah. is way more. You got like, yeah, the East, is, the East is great to watch this year, I reckon. It's going to be the most fun. But um, things change. Like trade deadline's coming. Yeah. And a um, few months and uh, all things change. In, in People also- are going to be... Like if you're in the East, mm. like if you're in the the scouting and the in the GM's office and you're in the East, you know how they always have to decide whether we should we trade and, and have a go? Yeah. Like everyone's going to be doing it, <laughs> like because what are you doing if you're Toronto? Um, Pete, are you, you, know, you can't many, really tank to get a lottery spot, so you got to, you want to try and get into the play-in. How many GMs are going to be saying, "Hmm, we're one great move away from contesting for a title this year"? We look at 11, um, 11, 11, 12, and thirteen in the East: Boston, Toronto, Indiana. Look at the look at the the squads of those. They're not bad squads. No. Like they're all a, they're all a big trade away from. So what? Getting, could Indiana go stuff this? We're starting again, man. We're in thirteenth, and we thought we had a chance this year. You know, like are they thinking? Okay, let's clear some salary, get some draft picks, whatever. Is that what you're thinking? No, they're not. No, I reckon that everyone is still thinking they they've got a chance. They're in 13th spot, and they're only six and a half games away from first. Okay. They, they can go for a run so, and like so win going, eight. Hey, listen, we're three or four wins away from being in sixth position. Like, yeah. Like, maybe we give off a couple of future draft picks to get someone good in to give us that little edge and get us up higher? Is that what you're thinking? They're going to be thinking? Yeah, sure. There could be a drastic Ooh. move. Okay. But yeah. Or there's teams in a position. There's a whole bunch of teams in position where if you you, you could gamble. You, you And why why wouldn't you? Like, no team has a lock 
all teams look beatable, um, except perhaps, and even though they're in fifth, Milwaukee, are, uh, we don't know what their best basketball is going to be yet. Same, you could probably say that with everyone, but more so with the Bucks. They haven't come out of their cave and started roaring through the league yet. But I still think they're beatable. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, in the in the West, in that conference, uh, the Warriors look pretty close to unbeatable over there. Yeah. When it comes to, especially with Clay back. So, yeah, if you're, you're a team in the East, you're, you're furiously looking through options at the moment and what, what you can do. Because what if there was a massive trade at Charlotte? I don't know if he, we need the Oracle for her. He knows the contract's better than us. But Charlotte, you know, that could, they could do anything. They could do. They, they could fix up their defense. Yeah. They could. They can beat anyone on their day. I reckon. Yeah, I don't reckon they're ready. I don't think they need Lamelo or Prince to have a um, another couple of seasons under his belt and then you know, have a crack. But I don't think they're ready for it yet. So they're. Well, they got a lottery pick for um, Devonte Graham next year as really? well. So okay. yeah. Well, they're just trying uh, to. I think they're just trying to first get round. Um, Seventy sixes though, man. They're in eighth position, but they're only like two wins out of the top three, really. So yeah. I'd be pretty happy considering the injuries you guys have had. Um, you know, you're in striking distance and beads back, had a win today. I'd be feeling not like, super confident, obviously, but feeling, okay, well, that wasn't too bad. We took our first hit for the season. You happy with that? I'm happy with the way they are. Um, they could have easily been the biggest story in the league of, you know, being busteds. Yeah. Like, imagine, it, imagine, you know, they, imagine they had the, like, 9 and 14 or, you know, you know, 6 and 14 or whatever. That could have been a disaster. Yeah. They've, they've covered themselves now yeah. that, you know, they're still the trade away. Dude, they had some big wins in that stretch. They like did, and the then nuggets. we ran into the injuries. I know, but I would be like, for them to still be in eighth position after going through what they've gone through, I'd be very pleased as a 76ers fan, man, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm not expecting anything. I'm not expecting them to, to win the conference. Nah. But um, to cover the spread. They, they need to put in a, a good performance for, and for Embiid. Poor old Embiid. He's a championship caliber player. Yeah, he needs a championship caliber team around him. I'd like to see What's them the... fifth or sixth, somewhere like that, so they're not, you know, playing a hopefully not playing a crazy team first round. Wouldn't you want to see what he would be like in a finals, NBA. like in the NBA finals? What he'd do, mm. how hard he'd play. But um, you know, a lot of a lot of players go through their whole career and never make it. So it's not a tragedy. No, he's, he's got, got a chance. He's got. A chance. Hey, one last one I wanted to ask you about with the Atlanta Hawks. We haven't talked about them much at all, um, but I know that you being a little bit of a fan of their uh, point guard uh, in Trey Young. What are you thinking about his season so far? 
Um, he's like you said, he's getting used to the new rule. He's um, his numbers are improving. He's slowly coming in to top form. Yep. He's putting up he's putting up big numbers. So John Collins hasn't really reached the heights of last year. And my my favorite player out of the, the team is out again. I like Hunter. I'm a massive fan of uh, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I know. And um, yeah, he's out. He's out again. I think. Um, I think the Boyan. Oh, sorry, Bogdan. Um, Bogdanovich. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'll. I prefer Cam. Really. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't think he's uh, worked out that well since he's come over from the from the Kings. I actually think they might have something some movement to happen i reckon that's a i reckon that's a tradable piece well even herder you know like they they got some guys there that are like did well last year they they can't figure out what they want to do they could put two or three pieces into one and do pretty well out of it i would think yeah yeah i think they i think you know watch this space with the atlanta hawks out of everyone that you know in the playoff, they're the ones that I can see making a, a few moves because they're, you know, they're hanging on. They're in tenth, and after last year, you expect them to be a bit more, a bit higher up. Yeah, they they'd want to be higher up, and if things aren't working, I can see them making just like New York. I can see New York making a couple of moves too. Everything's not turning out quite the way they expected, like last year. Okay. As as well, yeah, I don't know, without rehashing it, I think there's a, there's a lot of business to be done before trade deadline in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, okay. I really do. Well, there'd be teams in the West too where things haven't panned out and they're like, uh, we're ever going to start tanking or we're going to have a crack or we're going to do this or do that. So, yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Teams like the, 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 the Mavericks, like, they're just a mystery team, aren't they? They should be better, but they're not. No. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know what's going on with them, man. Like, it's hard to Maybe we should up. talk about the Mavs next week. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about the Mavs next week. Uh, just out of interest, I'll tell you as well that I was playing my semi-hollow uh, Diamond uh, guitar. You bought one? Yes. I'll tell you about it later. But, oh, it's a game changer, mate. It's a game changer? Oh, mate. Well, you might get that. That, that record contract that you've been buying for. Oh, how's the album coming along? Man, I'm probably halfway through. Halfway through? Mm. Well, you've got only got half your life left now because you're over the 40 hill. So um, I'd get cracking because yeah, okay. it's been a while. Yeah, okay. Who are you? Are you like Tool? But you haven't released any. <laughs> Usually it's 10 years for a Tool album. More underground. Yeah, I'm here now. Okay, mate, I'll start working on that. Thank you very much. Um, I'm glad for the Oracle was able to uh, get off his deathbed and um, talk to a snake. I think he makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, he definitely carries the team. Like, we're just jokers. He, know- he actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Thank you very much, Snake. I'm going to leave it at that. See ya. See ya, mate. We're going to have a word from our sponsors and then listen to a bit more blues music. 